I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, so welcome everyone back to part two of Private Parts. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Hey Francis, I'm glad that you're actually playing it quite cool today. You're not... You're not getting all jittery around Tom Grennan. Yes, well, you know. So you're going to ask him at some point. You're going to go, oh, Tom. Can we make a record together? Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yes, you can sing on one of my techno tracks, yes. Or come to a party where you're like a techno DJ, just getting down. Yeah, 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 all right. I'll let you. There are quite a few of those coming up. Oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> what party are you going to where you're DJing? There's loads of them coming up. Name one, Francis. Oh, I've got loads in the diary. <laughs> They're a bit underground, though. Oh, I love that. They have to be. You know. Hey, Tom. Um, you know, you're a multi-talented guy because you you were you were going to be a professional footballer, weren't you? You, uh, you played for Luton and you tried out for Aston Villa, isn't that right? Yeah, I uh, was playing for Luton from like 14 to, to 18 and then Stephen is Northampton and then trialled at Villa, yeah. And I just didn't get better at football. I hit, like, I, f- I think I hit my peak at like 15. Yeah. How, good, how good were you? At 15? Yeah. I was sick. No, like, <laughs> come on. I, come I, I, on. Like, I was good. Like, I was sick. <laughs> How good? Like, How up good? there, up there. Like, up there. Really? Yeah, 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 I was up there. And I was going to go to America and play and got offered a scholarship to go to, like, um, North Carolina. So, yeah. and just fancied, I fancied going to America. And then I picked up a microphone at a party uh, and that's the first time I sung in front of anybody. Bullshit. On my life, on my life. You'd sung before? No, no, no. On my, like, if I'd have sung before, I'd have got beaten up for it, 100%. Like, no, but on your own, like in no. the shower or whatever. Oh, like, if I was, like, if I was in the shower, I'd hum. I would, like, I wouldn't belt out a tune, though. No, like, no way. Wait, wait, oh. wait, Tom, explain this more, though. So, so you're saying, so where you were from, if you had started to sing or do something like that, you would have been beaten up? Well, no, I wouldn't have been beaten up, but like I would have definitely got the fucking piss ripped out of me, hundred percent. Really? Because Bedford's Bedford's not that it's not that dangerous. Yeah, I'm not saying that's not I'm not saying it's singers. dangerous. I did actually get beaten up, had my jaw broken, in Bedford. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. In, in Bedford. Yeah. Not because yeah, I was singing. Well, I take that back. It sounds it was because pretty... There was that guy, they were like, there's that guy who was at the party singing. Let's beat him up. Yeah, yeah nah, nah, nah. But like, I def- like, from my mates, if I'd have like, started belting out songs at school, I definitely would have been like... I, I, it wasn't like that kind of school, do you know what I mean? It wasn't Brit school, yeah, really. do you know what I mean? But, but do, 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 you know how, do you know how interesting that is? Is that like you get... So someone like... Think of the amount of people out there in the world and people who are super creative or have a talent or have something like that that don't follow their dreams or don't follow what they they could potentially be doing because of what others are going to think of them and yeah. that must happen all the time and 100% you know, like you're saying that you didn't do it because you were worried about what your mates were going to say and that must happen too yeah. so so what gave you the things so you picked up the microphone and what happened uh i was at a party there was a karaoke machine and i was it was like the first time i really like drunk alcohol and just got absolutely rat assed and then I just jumped on the on the on, on the on the mic and then just started started singing the Kooks. Which which and one? Which song? Seaside. Oh, and yeah. then everybody was like, "What's that? What's that?" 
and then I was that guy. I was like, after the karaoke machine had been shut off, I was started singing in people's ears and shit. I was like, I can do it. I can do it. And then uh, singing, singing in people's, people's ears. ears. Yeah. And then Just the girl. Up and then they're like, wow, then, that is beautiful. Yeah. Then the girls came. Then the then like, I was like, yes, I am not playing football. And then the music boys at school were like, do you want to join a band? And I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> and then I ended up joining the band. And then we did like loads of covers. And then I was like, fucking hell, this is sick. I'm definitely not going to America. We did the band for like eight to nine months, maybe a year. And then they were like, we're going to uni to do like maths and science. And I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> like, we're... We're in this band. We're in a band 100%. together. What are you, what are you I doing? can imagine yeah. that scene in the in the in the in the movie. What? You're going to study math? What about the band? <laughs> what about the band? So then I moved to London. Also, then... also, Tom. What I what I really love about that story is that Tom Tom was offered like a scholarship to to, to America at like North Carolina, yeah. like huge like deal, like that's insane. And Tom goes, no, screw that. I'm gonna be in a band, and then all of his band members leave anyway to go to university. Yeah, no. You're like, absolutely shut Hang on. on a second. Um, aren't we meant to be yeah. part of this band? Yeah, fuming. But then I moved to London, and then um, that's where I picked up the guitar. What was the name of the band? Uh, I'm not telling you. What? Why not? It is so, like, it's, because I know, I'm not telling you, it's not, because then people will start fucking going, it's still on Spotify and shit like that, we put a few tunes on Spotify and I'm not having that God. fucking piping up, I can't no wait way. to find it, I can't <laughs> wait no to way. find it. You'll find it on YouTube, 100%, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Were, were your parents, anyone ever, because you, you had this idea of being a footballer, you had this scholarship, you had this kind of life set out, and then you kind of go, do you know what, I'm going to go and be a singer. Mm. Were your parents a bit like worried about it? Were you a bit worried about it? Or kind of you just like were like this is what no. I want to do? Nah, my mum and dad are they're, they're ledge mate, and they were like just do what you got to do, and then I was like sweet, and uh, that's good. that's when like yeah it was like to be honest it would have going to America would have cost me a fucking arm and a leg anyway so yeah, yeah. It, uh, well like and it would have been like on a scholarship but it would have still like it was like. It still cost me loads of money. And, and then, then also you might not have made, you know, you might not have made it as a footballer well, anyway. Well, that's it. I wouldn't be speaking to you lot about my music and I wouldn't be speaking, do you know what I mean? And I wouldn't, be, I probably wouldn't have done music. So I'm glad it worked out like the way it did. And then, yeah, like I said, moving to London was the best thing for me. And well, I actually moved to Twickenham. It wasn't, wasn't London, but. But it's good that you, 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 you saw that actually and you believed in yourself. And I guess you had the support of your parents as well. That you saw, like, wow, I've got this talent. I need to, like, try to first, first and foremost make something of this. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. My parents are just well supportive. In, like, if I wanted to do anything, they'd have just been like, "Go do it. If you can do it, you go do it." So I was like, sick. But I didn't actually study music at. Like, I moved to London, to, and that's to to get to London. I had to study. The only A level I got was 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 drama. So I I studied uh, acting at uni, and then and then taught myself how to play guitar and started writing my own songs. And then my second year just started gigging. And then luckily enough, my third year got signed basically in a pub. It was, it was mad. Wait, that's insane. So wait, hang on. So this, this story is just, uh, this is, this is Francis, you're going to play Tom in the movie, which I can't wait for. This is, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait is, for it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're going to be, and it's going to be twist. You're going to be like some techno DJ, which is going to be great. But anyway, this is, but this is insane. You, you pick up a, a microphone at a party 
you, mm. you start singing because you're you're drunk. Mm. People go, holy smokes, you got a, a epic voice. Tom, you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom. Tom, you're drunk. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but you then you then realise that you you have this voice that you've kind of been hiding for so long, and everyone yeah. else does. You then quit your dream of becoming a footballer and doing all that kind of stuff to fo- focus on music. All Start of a band. Your, 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 all your bandmates then go off to uni. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh God, I've made a big mistake. I better go to uni for acting. Yeah. You go to acting, <laughs> teach yourself how to play guitar, mm. then go to pub nights and get found in a pub. Mm. Yeah. Who, what the hell? That's like... Uh, that, yeah. So what, what happens? So you're, you're basically performing in a pub and then well, an agent comes in and sees you. So I was performing in a pub and then like... Like you say, someone came in and saw me. They were like, "Are these your songs?" And I was like, "Yeah." They were like, "Are they online?" I was like, uh, "No." Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you the band's name because yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No." And then where well, I went to St Mary's University in Twickenham, and they've got like a church on 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 site. So me and my friend at the time, we went into the church, and he was a he was a he was a like a camera guy, and then I just recorded one of my songs, then sent it to him, and then it got like passed through like record labels and stuff and then literally like the next day I was going in for fucking meetings with all these different record labels I didn't have a manager I didn't have any like these were like have you got a manager have you got a lawyer have you got this that and this that this that I'm like no so then I had to get all that stuff and then for luckily enough found found my manager who's like like, all right sign this please yeah basically (laughs) no (laughs) yeah basically and then yeah and then met my manager and then, yeah, it's all kind of. But, just but how does it work when you get called into these these uh, like big music places? When you get called into them, what mm. what kind of do they? Do they offer you cocaine straight away? Or <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, have a girls look. and cocaine. Yeah, 100%. do the strippers come after the record or? A... <laughs> You're gonna make no yeah. money, but yeah, we're gonna yeah, give yeah. you loads of drugs. You'll be dead in a few years. <laughs> But it's in, it's interesting though because when you these labels right they obviously they've done this a million times they know what they're kind of doing. Do you feel intimidated going in there? Like how do you know what to do? I kind of just went, rolled in and was like, "You're right," and just they started talking all these. You can be this guy. You can be that guy. You can be this guy. And I was like, uh, "I just want to be me. I just want to be Beyonce. <laughs> I just want to be Beyonce. That's what." Yeah, I, I just want to be Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> seen her new movie it's wonderful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was intimidating i suppose it was but to be honest like i wasn't there to i, I didn't think i was ever going to get signed so, so being in the building i was like fuck you know this is mad and i was just excited to be there i think um and then when i got manager and stuff like that like that's where like he did all the talking i suppose and then and then I just was like, I just want to make music, man. Let's let's do it, because I'd never like thought about an album. Like as soon as soon as they let me finish uni, which was good as well. So, like as soon as I finished uni, I I was like, right, boom, into into a studio and, and let's make a, let's make an album. And mm. yeah, because it's it's because also then where what was you you was it too you chasing status? You that's yeah. Your, that like... I did that. My publisher who actually found like found me. Um, he then put me in, in touch with uh, Chasing Status and then we recorded All Goes Wrong while I was at uni. So, like, six months before that, I was playing in the pub, Finsbury Park pub, like, to, like, 50, 50 people. And then, like, six months later, 
I was headlining wireless in front of 75,000 people. Oh, my which God. Just, it was mad. It was sick. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you nervous? Are you nervous to go on stage? No. First time? I no, not at all? No. Nah. Nah, I loved it. I was like, everybody thought I was nervous, but I went there because obviously like Chase and Status, they have loads of featured artists. So like Frisco was there, like... Liam Bailey was there, Maverick was there. There was loads of like people that obviously I, I, I know and I'm a fan of. So I was like, I don't want to be that guy, that new guy going, yeah, you're right. Like, just to, I don't want to be that kind of like loud, cocky new, new guy. Yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah. just, I just chilled and, and didn't really say much. And then as soon as I went on stage, I kind of just had this fucking ball of energy and yeah, I walked out, just gave it big beans and. And yeah, it was good. I suppose also you you're kind of used to performing in front of a crowd from when you played football, right? So you, yeah, you I didn't of, really you, play you. in front of crowds in football though. <laughs> oh, no, I, no. <laughs> no, I never did. No, well, you still play in front of spectators. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to perform right yeah, with yeah. people watching, yeah. which is which is I, which is not easy. I for also love the fact like, that actually experienced that, that Thomas was like I was like to him, I was like, were you nervous before going on stage? And he was like, no, I wasn't nervous. People thought I was. So it's like one of those things where they go like, you were obviously yeah, yeah. really nervous. Yeah. You're like, no, I wasn't nervous at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, all my mates were like, fucking hell, I couldn't talk to you all day. I was like, yeah, I know, but that was my game plan. I actually did have, have a game plan going in there. I was like, let me just relax, not really be seen by anybody. Like, Chase and Status obviously knew I was there and I was doing performing that song. So they were coming up to me like, are you good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. But they were nervous for me. I knew what I was doing. I was like, I know what I'm doing. I know where my spots are to come in and out. I've, I've got it. I've, I've got it un- under control. And I did have it un- under control. When you're on stage and performing in front of that many people, is it just like nothing else? Is it just unbelievable? Mate, it's fucking sick. It's like, it's like a drug that's never been invented. And only you can have it. God. Do you know what I mean? That's, really? It's mad. It's sick. I suppose because it's not just being on stage performing like, you know, DJ, but you're actually like, you're singing and like involved in the music yeah. at that time with everyone watching. But then yeah. also like everybody's in that moment together where you're on the same energy, same level and like, yeah, and it's magic. Unity. It's a, it's a unit. It's, yeah. a, it's a unity. It's a magic. It's a magical thing. It's like I am the fucking leader of Gryffindor and you lot. <laughs> I fucking under the spell. You should say that on stage next time. You know and be mean? like, okay, weirdo. Yeah, in it. Oh. <laughs> Imagine. So, Tom, you were you said earlier that you were you were beaten up. You were what happened there? Yeah, um, I was just randomly randomly attacked. I was standing out outside KFC. Um, ah, where all great and, stories start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was just literally having a cigarette and I saw some old friends of mine so I was saying hello to them and then I kind of turned back to go get my chicken and I didn't even get my chicken in the end either which I was pissed off about but I went turned around and then I just got like grabbed like bear hugged and then 
while like two guys were like bear hugging me, some guy just just caved in my face, and I I've got what? Yeah, I've got all my, all my jaw basically is is um, metal plates. But do you, do they find the people who did it? Yeah, they found the guy who did it, and uh, he went he went to jail, and he came out of jail that night, that day. Apparently. What? Yeah. But what? Why did? Why? What was it? What were his reasons? What was the? Was there? Was there must have been some sort of well, this motivation is the thing, like, behind it. No, well, I don't know. The thing is, I I was meant to be going because he pleaded not guilty at first, and I then had to was going to have to go to court, and I didn't. I was like, shh, I don't want to do that. Like this. No. Like yeah. without with with like it really did fucking like cripple me do you know what I mean I couldn't leave my house for like eight months and like my mental health really it, my, 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 my mental health was completely gone and I was like I was like suicidal for a bit without getting too deep into it but I was like were mm. you really yeah yeah I was really like really fucked from it so going to like court I, I didn't want to do that luckily enough he then pleaded guilty so I didn't have to go court but I never found out the reason why he did it, but... I'm so sorry to hear that, but he just, you yeah, know, no. you, you, you touch on, because what we do on the podcast is quite a lot of the time, we, we, we you know, we, we, we talk about mental health and things like that, because we think it, firstly, it relates to a lot of people, and especially during this time, it's pretty tricky. So yeah. you, you said, did you, I, I suppose what happened was, is that you, you obviously, you know, some sort of PTSD sort of kicked in, and you had anxiety and, and things like yeah. that. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I suppose for people, other people out there who've experienced the same sort of thing or are going through the same sort of thing, how, how, what do you suggest them? How do you kind of bring yourself out of that terrible dark time that you think is never yeah. going to end? No, for me, again, like writing, that's where like my like creative mind then came in because I didn't leave the house for, for however long I didn't leave. That's where like I started to like jot down my feelings and I tried to go to counselling and I went to like Cambridge, um, and we did, this guy did this, like, uh, ex, it wasn't an experiment, but it was, like, this, this new... Study. Like, yeah, that's it, study. And we studied this, how I was feeling, and, and that helped me. So going to see someone helped me. Writing about it helped me. Um, and do you know what? Friends and family helped me, to, like... Mm. To, and they still do to this day. There's, there's some moments where I would still kind of be, like, if it was, like, late at night and stuff, I, I would still feel, like, anxious and... Do you know what I mean? And that would mm. never—I'd have never felt like that before. But because of I that, I guess because it because it was unprovoked. It, you know, it's not like you did anything to 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 feel like oh, I expected that. So it's just completely out of the blue, which which yeah. must pl- play on your 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 anxiety levels because you just don't know if that's going to happen to you again. Like I mean, exactly. It's, I guess Scott, I can imagine exactly. it must be horrible. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a really tricky thing. And when you and when you sort of get that almost what I can sort of you know my sort of limited knowledge, you get sort of that agoraphobia where you're scared of leaving the house mm. and. You, you you get incredibly anxious and and I think that a lot of people you know having you know they're talking about COVID and all this thing and a lot of people are experiencing the same thing of this mental health where you know people are becoming incredibly anxious and have been incredibly anxious and incredibly down and you know the, the thing that France and I always try and send probably you know Tom you're you're a true sort of specimen of this is that they, it does get better with with hard work with you know pushing through it and actually believing in, and with a support system yeah yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. that that's so awesome that you're open and honest about that because you know coming from a you know a young guy who is you know on the up with singing and performing and all these different things and having experienced something like that and then coming out of that and doing what you did, mm. you know do you do you think it? Yeah, do because you, you may not have written the stuff or 
written the songs that you would have done if that hadn't have happened potentially, right? That's like now looking at it, I'm so glad it did happen because then I like if I ever met the guy, I would thank him because it kind of whether it put me in that dark place or not, like I would now be like now like look look what you've done, mate. You've created mm. you've created this person now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And mm. and like all fool you, do you know what I mean? You dickhead. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a freaking legend. Uh, right, Francis, we got to that moment we need to have the answer to the question of the week. It's not gonna be two rocks, is it? <laughs> Really think it's a teddy bear, Jimmy. I, I said some sort of bear, yeah. yeah you said teddy bear. Teddy bear. Okay, yeah, teddy yeah. bear. I said, well, some sort of cuddly toy. I don't know. A bear. It's some sort of like bear. Okay. Well, t- technically, you're both wrong, but I'm going to have to give it to Tom o- o- on this one because the Boom. answer, the answer, the, the world's oldest uh, toy, according to anthropologists and archaeologists, is a stick. That's what, that's what I meant, like a stick with a, a stick with a rock. Yeah. Get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Shut up, Tom. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You said, you said two rocks, bang them together. <laughs> this is sweet. Oh, nearly, though. He's a musician, so it makes sense. Mate, you, you actually nearly got that. That's I unbelievable. Ne- <laughs> yeah, you nearly got I that. I nearly got Shit, that. That's the closest ever. I'm, I'm um, shit at quizzes as well. I used, I'm usually bad at them. Hey, hey, Tom, listen, um, buddy, we've taken up far too much of your time. Um, you, oh, mate, I could stay here all mate, day. Listen, thank you. Big fan of yours, have been for a while. Um, thank you, mate. Mate, and I really appreciate your, you know, the music that you make, everything you do is just it's totally out of passion. And when you meet someone, that kind of zooms out of you. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for sharing that story because I think it will hit like a lot of people. I mean, before we go also, if anyone is trying to get into the music industry, right, and trying just to... Just give Tom a call. Yeah, just give Tom a call. Yeah, just, just, He's yeah, in just, it and he'll help you out. Just give him a call. But if they are trying to get into the music industry, what advice would you give them? Uh, I would say believe in, what you're, believe in what you're creating and go and knock on doors. Go and do every gig you possibly can do. Um, the internet is a massive thing now, obviously. Put it on the internet. People, people will listen, whether it's good or not. I think just keep believing in it and someone will like it and... If you like it, that's the main. That's the main thing. Do you know what I mean? Mate, totally true. And also, we can find you on Instagram as well. Yeah, Tom Grennan. And and on Spotify, the same thing, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. And when you're touring, mm. uh, listen, Francis and I are there. Yeah. With our I've sticks got, and I've, our and our yeah, stones, just banging exactly. on the side. <laughs> yeah, I've got a big show coming up in London next year now, so I'll definitely let you know about it. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Where, where can we get tickets yeah. for that? For uh, it's not out yet. It's not out yet. It's not been announced yet. The venue's not been announced yet, but it's a big, it's a good venue, big venue. Wembley. It's Wembley Stadium. <laughs> also, mate, congratulations on your children's book. Obviously, you can't probably say too much about it, but no. being released at some point, so keep your eyes peeled. I hope so. Well. I hope so. I hope so. I that hope must so. be so fun, actually, writing a children's book, because there's so many lessons that you can pass on, which are, you know. Mate, which... it's been mad. It's been like really, really cool to write it. Um, but if it gets, hopefully, it gets gets released and published and whatnot. But. That's the next stage, isn't it? So yeah. we'll see. Good luck. Nice one. Listen, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. What? It's over to you, buddy. Yeah, you've got to, oh, right. got to, say, you've got to say something inspiring. <laughs> uh, believe in you. Believe in your dream and you know you can do it. Do you know what I mean? You are you. You are gold. You are kings. You are queens. <laughs> there we go. Don't go to thank you so much. We'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Legend. Bye. Woo-hoo.